Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome back for another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, and I have been dealing with all the cravings recently, you guys. This is what this episode is about, six ways to curb your cravings. And if I don't come clean about my own cravings, then what's the point, right? So yes, I've been dealing with crazy cravings. And here's the deal. I just finished doing Whole30 with my girlfriend, Kim. She's amazing and I adore her. And in December, she reached out to me and asked if I would do Whole30 with her for January. For those of you who don't know, Whole30 is a way of eating. They call it an elimination diet, right? It's basically just eating whole foods in their whole form, right? So meat, vegetables, and fruit, like no sugar, fake sugar, no added sugar, no dairy, no grains, just super clean eating. And I was excited to do it because I always love to challenge myself and work on my self-discipline, and I knew this would be uncomfortable for me and really push me to be disciplined and committed, and that's what I want. So for me, I've been without alcohol for a really long time, 17 years, so I don't have alcohol cravings. But as many of you well know, we have a tendency to shift compulsions, (laughs) And in the last several years, I've really struggled with sugar and food. I gave up sugar last year, and it was by far the most difficult thing I have ever quit. It stirred up so many cravings and feelings of loss and missing out, feeling like there's a void I can't fill. And it was such a great reminder for me of what everyone in my Facebook group is always talking about with cravings. This was an incredible refresher course for me. So we did our 30 days and boy, was it a roller coaster. (laughs) And I'm willing to bet you can relate to this. Challenging yourself is fantastic, but it's always a journey of ups and downs, no matter what. But even if this wasn't really pushing me outside my comfort zone, like you know your ups are going to go down and your downs are going to go up. Like that's just how it works. So for me, like dinner time would creep up on me and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my goodness, what am I going to make? Do I have what I need to stick to this? Did I stay on top of everything and set myself up for success? And of course, the cravings would inevitably sneak in because my default mode is to be lazy and go for the fastest, easiest solution. The truth for me is I don't want to have to work for anything, right? I want to throw my hands up and say, F it and go pick up food. I don't want to have to be prepared. I don't want to have to plan. I don't want to have to shop for the food and cook the food and clean up after the food. I want to go pick it up, eat it, and throw away the trash and move the F on with my life, right? 
Unfortunately, my laziness and my affection for instant gratification is not getting me the results I want. (laughs) So I have to push myself to be better. I have to challenge myself to be uncomfortable and work through it, to stick to my commitment even when it pisses me off. I actually know you can relate to this because like I said, I see it in my Facebook group all the time. I see the posts that say like, I'm feeling good in my sobriety, but this is the hardest time of day for me going home from work. I'm tired or I have a work event this week and no one knows I'm not drinking. I'm not sure how I'm going to get through it. This stuff comes up again and again and again. So I thought it was time for an episode to really tackle this topic. I know you feel what I've been feeling. I know you've been there before. And I want to talk about what has helped me over all the years in all the things that I've done. Like what has helped me get through it. And January just ended. So my whole 30 journey just ended when I'm recording this. So I'm in it and fighting through it right now. And I want to talk about what helps me and pulls me out of it because I've really worked hard on these skills, especially the last couple of years. But some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, these are the things that I've worked on my entire journey of recovery. And I've shared with you before that I was a huge quitter. I quit everything my whole life. The very moment it didn't feel good or it didn't go my way or it felt hard or I wasn't good at it, I quit. And I wanted to talk about what helps me and allows me to get through it now. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to rely on some of my virtual sounding boards, my favorite mentors and resources crafting this episode. Specifically, I'm going to talk about six things to work on to get through the discomfort and triggers and cravings, how to manage the outcome, whether it's a consequence or a reward, and how you can better manage that roller coaster so it doesn't get too big to manage. The best solution is always prevention. And I want you to try one of these and see how it feels. You don't have to do all of them, but you can. But if you'll just try one of them and see if it really can ease some of your stress, then I want you to do that right now. Make a commitment to choose one of these and apply it right now. All right? Let's get to it. The first thing I want to get into here, and I know you'll get this because it's a struggle the entire human race deals with, let's get into why we are so willing to give in or give up. It's all about instant gratification. So why are we so inclined to give up on our goals and give in to cravings and urges? Our brains are really wired to immediate rewards. We're born to look for instant gratification because in the beginning of time in the ancient world, getting immediate results was essential for survival. We are very much present oriented, right? And so when we're not getting what we want immediately, we get anxious and we want to give up. There are many reasons why people want to give up and each of them is driven by different motives or intentions. And I'm going to go through a handful of reasons why people give up or give in 
And these are mindset issues, right? You have full control of your mindset and whether or not it's defeating or empowering. Maybe one of these mindset issues is one thing you take from this episode and choose to work on. Mindset is everything. And here's where we can go wrong. First, like making, mistaking lessons for failure, not being able to see the roadblock as a lesson and keep going anyway, right? Don't let the roadblock stop you. Just understand it's a lesson and you're going to learn from it and you're going to move forward. It's not an epic fail. It's just a roadblock. Also, Remember, the outcome is more important than the journey, and we're going to get into this more when we get into the six things, but putting more emphasis on the end result and dismissing the importance of how you're getting to the end goal and how you're growing along the way. Don't put all the importance on the outcome. Remember, the journey is has a lot of value. The next one is seeing failure before it's even happened self-sabotaging yourself by creating the thought that this isn't going to happen, I can't do this. This usually comes down to limiting beliefs, right? Lack of self-belief. But don't predetermine how hard it's going to be, how awful it's going to be, and that you're not going to be able to do it. You can't predetermine that, right? You have to be open. Next is lack of discipline. Realizing that achieving your goal isn't going to just fall in your lap, right? Like it doesn't happen by magic. It doesn't happen quickly. It does actually take work and determination. So that lack of discipline holds a lot of people back. And then not adjusting to changes. You have to embrace that there are going to be changes. There are always curveballs. You're going to hear me say this a thousand times in this episode. You have to embrace change and roll with it. You have to pivot, tweak ideas, allow yourself to evolve. Don't take it as a sign that something's not working, right? That's usually just a rationalization or justification to give up on the process. When you aren't able to roll with changes or unexpected obstacles, that's an indicator that you're not being flexible. And being rigid like it's my way or the highway kind of attitude will not get you where you want to go. And it won't allow for even greater things to happen. There are some really incredible things that can happen in your life that you don't even think of today. You're not even capable of thinking big enough to think of them. So you have to get flexible and be able to roll with things and embrace change. So those are the some of the mindset things to check yourself on. Are you trying to control the situation and predetermine what the outcome should look like or feel like instead of just rolling with it, showing up, give it your best every day, take the obstacles as they come and deal with them as they come, and every day will be different. When it comes to dealing with urges and cravings, check your thoughts first. What is your real struggle? If you're like most of my clients, especially in my six-week program, you are a very high-functioning, successful person for all intents and purposes. You've achieved things. You have a good job and family, and this makes it even more challenging trying to troubleshoot 
well, what the heck is going on with us? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wow, I've done all these great things and I've built this life. So why the heck can't I figure this one thing out? How do I not have control in this one area? It's super frustrating and it's totally normal and we can work through all of it. But what happens is you get caught up ruminating in the thoughts and urges and you start obsessing about the craving and you don't get underneath the craving to figure out what's driving it. If you want to fix the craving, you have to fix the thing that's driving the craving. So the very first thing we're going to talk about goes back to the instant gratification thing. Overnight success is a myth. And I do this too. When I eat well and I'm going to the gym, I have an expectation that I see success, right? I want to see pounds fall off my body. (laughs) The problem is I'll eat well for like three days, then get mad. I haven't lost 10 pounds, right? Then I start ruminating on how hard it is. This is so hard. This is going to be so hard to keep it up long enough to get the results I want. This I'm going to have to sacrifice so much. It's going to take so much. And bam, all of a sudden, I want a cheeseburger. You see what I'm saying here? Underneath the craving is my fear of how hard it's going to be and my fear that I'm not strong enough to do it. That fear is what's driving the craving. If you have some expectation of fast results, you feel like you look at other people and they look fixed, so you should magically be fixed, but you don't feel fixed, so something must be wrong with you. But the truth is the only thing that may be wrong is your idea of how fast you should be fixed. You expect overnight success, and that is a myth. When you put so much emphasis on the end result, you totally miss the importance of the journey it takes to get there. You want to be clean and sober and living a happy life. You know that's the end result you desire, but you don't think about the skills you need to develop to build that clean and sober and happy life. The person you see me as today at 17 years sober, it took all of those 17 years to be this version of me today. And to be this version, I had to learn patience and acceptance, delayed gratification. I had to learn to shut my mouth. I had to learn to be committed to my life and how to make sacrifices to achieve the things I want. I had to grow up. I had to learn communication skills and emotional intelligence. That's the journey. You don't just get the end result because you decide you want it and you want to wake up tomorrow and have it. Good luck with that. Overnight success is a myth. You will not be fixed tomorrow tomorrow, and neither is anyone else. You can feel better tomorrow. You can feel happier with your choices and your progress. You can definitely feel better fast, but all your problems aren't going to go away. Life isn't going to stop throwing you curveballs. If you're caught up in thoughts about this is what it should look like and this is what it should feel like and this is how people should treat me now, you will be disappointed because it won't happen according to your plan. It will happen the way it's meant to happen. 
This brings me perfectly into number two. You may need to shift your approach. Again, this is where that flexibility we talked about comes into play. If what you are doing isn't working, then you need to adjust your approach. If you are trying it a certain way and you're relapsing, then something doesn't fit. Check your mindset first. Are you being a negative Nelly and sending yourself all kinds of BS messages about how hard it is and how bad it feels and how unfair it all is? Or are you in acceptance? In acceptance of the facts and just ready to tackle whatever comes your way. This is also where your support team is so important. Me as your coach or a sponsor or being part of a group. This is where you show up and say, I'm doing this and this and it's not working. And your support team can help you troubleshoot some solutions and different approaches that worked for them. Also, as you grow and evolve, your action plan will need to grow and evolve too. My life in recovery approach is not the same today as it was on day one. The principles of it are the same, right? Don't drink, do something to nourish my recovery every day, help other people do the same thing, be a good human. Those underlying principles are the same, but my approach has changed a million times over the years. I've worked on different parts of myself. I've had to focus on healing broken pieces, and that takes a different approach. At different times, I've had to focus differently on cleaning up life messes that I've made in my business, in relationships, whatever. You see what I'm saying? You have to be flexible to shift your approach when necessary. But if your approach isn't working and you're giving into cravings, you have to shift and you have to be open to figuring that out. Change your approach when you need to. When it's not working, you have to change it. The next thing I want to touch on to curb a craving is regret. How many times have you given into a craving only to immediately regret it? When, you, when you're having an urge, think about that regret and how hard it hits you with all the thoughts of, what if I hadn't given up? What if I hadn't given up last time? How different would my life be today if I would have stuck to it? I don't want you spending a bunch of time in regret because it doesn't serve you. It won't improve your situation or make you feel better. But before you quit your dream, imagine how your life could transform and where you could be in a year or two years or five years. Don't put yourself in regret and guilt and shame because of one decision you make in the present moment. Again, this is an instant gratification thing. You may also be quitting right before a major breakthrough. And this is the next one. You could be quitting right before your success. Many times when people give up, they're actually just a step away from the success they so desperately want. This is one of the techniques I use so often in my life, reminding myself that the toughest times are a precursor to major breakthroughs to success. Think of it as being tested to make sure you're ready for the next level. 
When you make a huge change in your life, you will be tested. The universe will test you to see how committed you are to the new version of you, or if you're still willing to quit on yourself and fall back into old habits. I was having a conversation with one of my clients a few weeks ago, and he was talking about feeling like he wanted to level up, but he felt like the opportunities to level up weren't coming to him. He had applied for a job within his company that that would have been leveling up, and he didn't get the job. And he was feeling discouraged and like the universe was holding him back. So I reframed this thought process for him and just gave him a fresh perspective. And what I said to him is, you know, the universe can't put you on the next level if you don't have the skills to deal with this level. And right now that means handling some disappointment and things not going your way, right? You can't level up if you don't have the skills to handle the next level. But don't quit right before you jump to the next level uncertainty is okay. Discomfort is okay. Disappointment is okay. Those are all very natural human responses. You just don't give up when you're going through them. You stay the course, readjust your mindset, and know that the greatest growth comes out of those hardest times. As human beings, we will always have hard times. You guys, it's the nature of life, whether it's the economy or health problems, job problems, money problems, spouse problems, house problems, kid problems, right? Life is going to continue to be life. What separates achievers and goal getters is our ability to stay the course and not give up before the breakthrough happens. You don't give in to the craving. You stay in it. You cuss at it. And you know that when you get to the other side of it, you are stronger and more capable because of it. Don't quit before you get the reward and level up. Am I making sense? I am a person who has had a lot of adversity in my life. Most of it was self-created, by the way. (laughs) I do understand that now. I mean, listen, there's childhood stuff, of course, that was completely beyond my control. I have all of that baggage too. But in my adult life, it was self-created, right? But before I realized it's just the nature of life to be challenging, I felt like I had an excess amount of adversity. Then at some point in my late 20s, I realized that No matter what was thrown my way, I always survived. No matter what it was, I got through every single situation that was thrown at me. And I remembered that old saying, God never gives you more than you can handle. I'm sure I butchered that, but you know what I mean. You never get more than you can take. Now, I'm not a God person. I'm a universe person. But I started to understand that if some adversity was thrown at me, it was because I could handle it. And when this mindset started to really settle in, I didn't get mad about adversity anymore. I took it as a compliment because the universe wouldn't throw it at me if it didn't know I could take it. Even if I wasn't sure I could take it, I thought, okay, there must be a way to figure this out or it wouldn't be on my plate. And I trusted that there was a solution and that I could figure it out. And as that mindset continued to grow 
and I was proving to myself that I can do hard things, then I got even stronger. Now, when a whole shitstorm comes my way, which it does often because I have so many things happening in so many areas of my life and with increased life participation comes increased BS that life throws at you. (laughs) So now I just chuckle at it and I'm like, okay, bitches, let's handle this damn thing. You can't take me down. I got this. But what if I didn't try? What if I didn't even try? What if I quit the podcast at 30 episodes in when I started to realize how hard it is to keep a podcast going, how much time it takes and money and planning and energy? What if I would have quit? Or what if I would have quit school in fourth grade when it became abundantly clear that me and math weren't on the same team? I struggled with math my entire life. It was miserable and embarrassing, and it destroyed my self-esteem every year of my school life, including when I went to college at 37 years old. And it's the main reason I didn't get to complete a college degree, because I can't do math. So what if I would have given up and quit? You see what I'm saying? Don't give up before the success happens. Don't give in to your craving before you give yourself the opportunity to beat it and win. The next thing to consider is it will continue to happen over and over. This is another sort of mindset thing, something you have to figure out for long-term success because if you don't figure out why you're a quitter or a giver-upper, then you'll continue to repeat the habit. By default, your habitual mindsets and thought patterns play out over and over again throughout your life, and they will continue to be the same if you don't identify and change them. Don't tell yourself, I'll try again in a few months or next year, because you're likely to just repeat the exact same pattern again. It's important to sit with yourself and figure out why you have a tendency to bail on things and give up. And this may be uncomfortable, and I'm sure you will resist doing this. But if you want to do better and you want a better result in your life and you want to be a person that gets what they want and that is dependable and trusted and counted on by your friends and family, then you will be a person who figures out their own BS and handles it. And remember, we made a deal at the very beginning of this episode that you're going to pick one thing from this list and do it starting today. And maybe this is your thing. And maybe it's not. (laughs) Listen, my greatest life obstacle, my greatest character defect was instant gratification. And second to that was fear. Once I identified that I was a quitter of everything because I would quit for the instant gratification of relief. If it was exercise, then quitting gave me the instant result of not feeling that physical discomfort anymore. If it was a relationship, leaving it would relieve all the fear and anxiety of wondering what they were thinking and am I good enough and do they like me, right? I could end that relationship and get the instant relief of not having to feel all that anxiety and uncertainty. 
being smart with my money never felt as good to me as shopping. So every time I tried to be responsible and cognizant of my money and budget and maybe start a savings account or some sort of investing for my future, every time I would try, I would ultimately give up and spend all my money because I wanted the dopamine hit of that instant gratification. Then also, I could dodge the responsibility of adulting because it was easier to have nothing than to constantly worry about building something. Until I could work through my attachment to instant gratification, I couldn't do my life differently. I've spent years practicing delayed gratification making myself wait for things, reminding myself constantly that I don't need to get every single thing I want in the exact moment I think of it. I make myself wait. Prime example, right now, I'm dying for a new car. I'm car crazy, right? I love cars. I have always loved cars and I always want a new one. (laughs) And I told myself I would get a new car last year. The truth is, my car is perfect. There is no reason that I need a new car outside of my ego and my simple desire that I want to have one, right? So last fall, I told myself to just wait until spring, and I've made myself wait. It also helps that car prices are out of control right now, and I'm not that irresponsible anymore with my money. But listen, five years ago, I would have gone out and I would have overpaid 10K for a car just because I wanted it and I wanted it right now. Just five years ago, I was still that version of me. But now I've made progress. (laughs) And I'm telling myself to wait until summer and I fight it every day of my life. (laughs) I'm fighting the urge. Or when it comes to online shopping, right? It's another one, delayed gratification. I make a list in my phone, partially because I will never remember everything. So as soon as something pops in my head, I need to put it on the list. Otherwise, I'll forget. So I'll spend like a whole week making my ongoing list. And it's everything. It's groceries, skincare stuff, household stuff, gadgets, my vitamins, like literally anything that pops in my head that I need or want goes on my list and it sits there. Then on the day that I'm ready to order, I go down my list and see like what's necessary and what's not and how do I feel about it. There are so many things that I would buy on impulse that if I wait a few days, it doesn't even sound that good to me anymore. Delayed gratification. You see what I'm saying? This goes for people too. I don't need people to do what I want them to do anymore. I don't freak out anymore if people don't respond to my text messages as fast as I think they should or answer the phone when I call. There's no law that says everything has to go my way and everyone has to agree with me. I'm not five. That's how toddlers think. And that's how I thought well into my adulthood because I was stunted. I say all of that to say, if you don't figure out what's motivating your impulse to quit things and give up on yourself, then you will continue to quit things and give up on yourself. It will happen over and over again. Okay, my friends, last one. Who this is big. Struggle is not the same thing as failure. 
there's this weird association that struggle is something to be ashamed of. Like something is wrong with us as human beings and we lack some inner strength if things are hard for us. And I'm here to tell you, it's not. Do not equate struggle with failure. You know, I would love for you to remove the word failure from your vocabulary altogether. Failure is feedback. Struggle is what makes us strong. It's how we learn and how we build character. Cravings are hard. It is uncomfortable. You do have to be committed to your goal to get through it. That's human. Don't have some expectation that it won't be hard because that's unrealistic. I quit drinking pretty easily. I quit smoking pretty easily. Then 17 years later, I gave up sweets and it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with me because I have cravings all the time for candy and donuts and muffins and whatever else I can shovel in there. Remember what we talked about earlier about missing the value of the journey because we get so consumed with the end result? This is exactly that. The journey is where I'm getting my strength. Every time I go to the grocery store and I'm fighting the cravings every step of the way, the cravings actually start long before I ever even get to the store, right? But my strength comes from the struggle and getting through it. The struggle builds you. It's necessary. Struggle is not bad or weak. It's necessary. Welcome it with open arms because it's here to build you into the strongest version of yourself you can be. And you know, they say the average craving, the average craving lasts approximately 20 minutes. I read somewhere else that an urge rarely lasts longer than 30 minutes. So that's all you have to overcome. 20 to 30 minutes. That's it. I know I'm coming at this stuff from a new angle, talking about cravings, but I wanted to get deeper into the real deal that no one else is talking about. I've given you all the tools and the lists of do this and try this, and tools are amazing and also necessary. But when you want to make real progress in your life, in your sobriety, you have to understand the things that hold you back, the things that you can't see or identify. I don't want you scratching your head and beating yourself up trying to figure out why you can't get this. Or for my friends that have been sober for a while, you feel like you should be better or farther along in your life than you are. This is the stuff that counts. This is the stuff that makes all the difference in your growth and achievement. Let's recap the list before I shut this down. And if you want my guidance in your journey and you want me to be your coach, you can schedule a call with me at addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. It's that simple. I'll link it in the show notes to addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. And you can schedule a call with me and we can start figuring this stuff out. Okay. So let's recap the list really quickly. The first thing that we talked about is overnight success is a myth. When you put so much emphasis on the end result and you expect it quickly, you miss the importance of the journey it takes to get there, right? Don't have unrealistic expectations and know that this, you're playing a long-term game and you want long-term success. And that means long-term journey. Overnight success is a myth. 
Uh, the next one, number two, is you may need to shift your approach. If what you're doing isn't working, then you need to adjust your approach, adjust your plan. As you grow and evolve, your action plan will need to grow and evolve too. Number three, regret. I don't want you spending a bunch of time in regret because it isn't serving you. When you're in the midst of that craving or that urge to give up and just say F it because you're tired of messing with it, I want you to think about all the regret that comes the moment you give in. Think about how hard it hits you. All that regret and guilt and shame. Don't do it. Next one, you could be quitting Right before your success, remind yourself that the toughest times are a precursor to a major breakthrough. Tough times are okay. Don't quit before you get the success. You get to feel that. And it will continue to happen over and over again. This is the next one. Remember your habitual mindsets and thought patterns play out over and over again throughout your life. And they will continue to be the same if you don't identify and change them. You have to figure out what is underlying the craving and fix that thing so it doesn't happen over and over again. And lastly, struggle is not the same thing as failure. There's nothing wrong with you if things are hard. Life is hard. There's nothing wrong with you, but this is where you build all of your strength, all of your tenacity, all of that perseverance. And those are the things you need to conquer everything you'll ever want in your life, right? Delayed gratification, <laughs> working on that impulsivity, like these are the skills that will allow you to get everything you want for the rest of your life, okay? I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you got a ton of value. I know I'm coming at it from a different angle, but I want to give you the real deal. I want you to know what are the real things to be putting your energy into and working on. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.